Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 35, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, uh, another week of blowouts, and I'm sure we're in for another dose of that in the final week of the round robins. But besides that, I thought it was a week full of entertaining footy. Uh, how was your week, and what did you think of the games? My week was good, mate. Um, yeah, there were a few blowouts, weren't there? So actually getting getting pretty keen to see some quarterfinal action, and it starts tightening up, and we see some um, we see some tense games, but. Um, at least we're seeing some nice tries. <laughs> Definitely. Um, hopefully it tightens up in the quarterfinals. There could still yeah. be some blowouts going in that one too. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll see. Now, while we're live here on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything that you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of the second week of the World Cup, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some we've got for each other. Uh, And then we'll end the night previewing week three of the World Cup, which starts to include the women's game. They're they're starting up, so be good to see. And um, see Simon's here, and Simon says, um, evening Simon, he said the International Rugby League Board does need work on improving the quality of all the teams. Spoiler, that's related to a question I've got for Richard later on, so um, we'll see if he can fix that problem. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we might as well just jump straight into the top stories of the week Richie sure mate um, first one's uh, not not the greatest but um, young hooker Liam Hampson who played for the Redcliffe Dolphins this season passed away while on holiday in Spain in an unfortunate accident um, he was 24 years old um, friends with a lot of Warriors players that spent their time at the Dolphins and a lot of uh, the players that are currently playing in the World Cup for the Kangaroos. Um, bit of a shock and um, send well wishes to his family and what will be a a horrible time for them. But what's your, your thoughts on the news? Oh, devastating, obviously, mate. I I, I saw the pleas from, from his mates, from AJ Brimson and then Jordan Rickey start to circulate on social media and 
yeah. you always hope for the best, but unfortunately, uh, you know, it was a terrible accident that happened. And, and yeah, such a sad thing to happen to such a young bloke with, uh, by all accounts, was a talented player. And, yeah, yeah you just hate to see it. So, um, yeah, thoughts to his family and, and, and friends and, and players that he played with. They'll all be hurting right now. So, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, unfortunate news there, and uh, we'll we'll quickly move on from that after sending our thoughts. Um, Shark prop Andrew Fafita has announced his retirement. Um, he had hoped to play on next season, but due to a massive list of surgeries he needs, um, he made the tough call to finish up. I've got a list, um, Richie. I know you already know about it, but he needs a, a knee osteotomy. I'm going to butcher all of these. Um, ankle straightening, a nose reconstruction, elbow arthroscope finger joint fusion and teeth implants um it's it's a pretty big christmas wish list there for uh for him there but um what's your thoughts on one on andrew fafita's career and two on um all the stuff he needs to do to get himself into working order uh yeah well he's had a great career and he's he's been a bit um tough it's been a bit tough form wise for him the past couple of years Probably we have a bit of context as to why now, but obviously won won a championship with with the Sharks and then he's done great things with the Tongan side as well. So he, he's been yeah. a in his heyday a very fair player and great career. But um, he might as well change his name to Robocop after all that stuff's done to him. Yeah, I think yeah, he's had a fantastic career. He had a, a few years where his form dips, but I think he really bounced back this year. He kind of found a new um a new gear coming into it as he kind of changed his role to like the interchange rotation prop. And it seemed mm. to really help not only him but the sharks as well. So um didn't get to go out on the high of winning a premiership, but at least it wasn't that situation where they go, oh, he played one year too many. Um, he kind of left on his own terms in that regard, where he, he ended on a, a reasonably decent season. But yeah, it would have been interesting to see where he ended up if he got to play one more year. But that's that's all all gone now. But um, hopefully, I, I assume he'll end up in some role, um, either with the Sharks or with youth. Um, yeah. with his you know his turbulent off-field dramas that he had had he's got a whole lot of experience to pass on to the young players on um what not to do i guess is probably the way to say it but um just a lot of um knowledge he can pass on to the younger players coming up so hopefully there's something in the pipeline for him there yep and uh next bit of news um we haven't talked about them too much but we may as well talk about the dolphins a little bit um <laughs> nathan fiends officially joined the dolphins as an assistant coach obviously uh, a former cowboy former warrior um he's done a lot of coaching in lower grades um in queensland um the last few years and um and i think it's a it's a decent signing um another guy that's integral in that area and um has a lot of experience so i'm sure he'll do good things for the dolphins and their team when they eventually actually get one um they, they still need a few more players in my opinion but wishing them nothing but the best what, what's your take on feeney oh he's a great new zealander um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah 
it's pretty good for the Dolphins. Uh, Nathan Bean, a former hooker and half, probably can work with some of the young halves coming through, like Katoa, and, and help bring them through. So, um, yeah, I wish him all the best. I was a big fan of Nathan's. So, yeah. Um, Hopefully he can do good things there with the Dolphins. Definitely. And um, we had a player trade happen this week. Um, the Panthers and Tigers um, have made the player um, trade, seeing Tyrone Peachy return to the Panthers while Charlie Staines goes to Tiger Town. Um, what's your thought on on the trade? And um, would you like to see it happen more in the future? Um, it's kind of a poorly kept secret. Eh? I think this one's been bubbling away for a, for a wee while now. Um, I, th- I think Peachy was was quite good when he was with the Panthers before, so hopefully for him that'll reignite something because he's, he's had a couple of tough years <laughs> with a couple of clubs that aren't quite as good as the as the Panthers. But, um, yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how Char- Charlie Staines goes because he's kind of been um, out of the starting lineup and just – been used as an injury cover now that they've sort of got um they're pretty stacked in the outside backs um the panthers so so hopefully he goes there and does well and would i like to see more player trades in the future if it benefits the warriors absolutely (laughs) yeah i I think charlie staines really exploded onto the scene and then um brian total showed up and charlie staines yeah became um a second class citizen um, no disrespect to him there, but he was just, yeah, there were so many talented players that could um, get ahead of him there. So I think it's a good move for for him. Um, Tyron Peachy, um, yeah, he's never really looked settled since he left the Panthers. So mm. I think it'll be good for him to go back there and um, try to rejuvenate his career. So I think it's a win-win for both sides there. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Tigers will get more out of Staines um, then they were with Peachy and vice versa. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good. And, I, yeah, I'm kind of the same. If it benefits the Warriors, I'm game for a, for a trade <laughs> or two. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And, um, yeah, Simon said, check the West Tigers become the development team for the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> um, pretty much it kind of feels that way. Um, when you think, like, Dane Lowry um, was a Panther too. Um so, yeah, it could be that way. They just send them all to the Tigers to get some experience before they bring them home. Um, yeah, interesting times um, between those two clubs there. But next bit of news, James Tamo, we did talk about it um, a few weeks ago that the um, that the Tigers weren't really going to keep him on, and he was still – a lot of people saying he might retire, but he was still itching to play. He's officially signed with the Cowboys on a one-year deal. Um be good to see him go back there, um, I guess, for Cowboys fans, end his career at the Cowboys. But what's your take on the news of James Tamo going to the Cowboys? Yeah, um, he'll be good for the depth there at the Cowboys. Um, obviously, coming to the, to the the end part of his career, but I think he still has a little bit to give. And, you know, you could, you could see it in his – you could see it in his demeanour towards the end of last year that he, he didn't want to give it away. Um yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it'll be it'll be a good move. He's I know he gets along with some of those Cowboys uh, players. So yeah, so maybe he should have got suspended at the end of last year, eh? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a bigger suspension than what he got anyway. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, keeping with the uh, the rumor mill about signings, recently released Dragon George Burgess is in talks to return to the Rabbitohs on a one year deal as well. What's your what's your take on that? You think it'll be good to see him go back to the Rabbits? Yeah, I think he'll be a better fit there than than what he was at the Dragons. I think those Burgess boys just seem to fit well with with Souths. Um, yeah. yeah, he had a bit of a hard time there at the Dragons, but most of them did. Much to your delight, Brad. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that'll be a good move for, for Georgie and the, and the Rabbitohs. Yeah, so hopefully by next week we'll actually have an official confirmation on that news. But, um, yeah, it seems like it's all firming up. Could be a little bit longer due to the World Cup. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, we'll see. But um, the Titans have joined the joined the releasing game and they've released Sam Lasoni, um, effective immediately, and he signed a deal with the Leeds Rhinos. Um, he, he never really got hit the ground running with the Titans, I think it's fair to say. Um, had a lot of fun playing in the, the reserve grade over there, basically becoming a halfback, and he's probably going to end up doing the same in Leeds, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I think it's good... Uh, a good move for him. Um, he he would kill it in the in the Super League. No disrespect meant for the Super League, but um, I think he he could do very well there. Mate, you stole my thunder. <laughs> I was just going to say I didn't know Leeds were in the market for a halfback, but um, there you go. Uh, I think you're right, mate. I think Sam Sam's the kind of guy. Uh, obviously, very hard runner. We know we know a lot about him from his time here and. I think he's the kind of player that'll go over there and do very well. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, the Roosters, um, surprising no one, have uh, made a, a, a list of signings. Um, they have extended Angus Crichton's contract until the end of 2024, as well as signing uh, Jackson Polo from the Rabbitohs and Jake Turpin from the Broncos. What's your take on that? I think Crichton was a given. They... Um, they tried to extend it earlier in the year and it got rejected due to salary cap issues, um, which surprised everybody because they don't have one. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, Jake Turpin's been signed basically to be the depth cover for Brandon Smith and um, Jackson Polo just adds to the depth for the backs. And um, he's shown glimpses of potential. Um, you know, a lot of people won't let him forget his howler he had um, this season where he dropped, you know, every every ball that came his way but um i think he'll really blossom under the likes of um the the roosters and trent robinson yeah yeah he could do um you're right though jackson polo and jake turpin good depth signings especially with virils virils um on the move so he'll be a good backup there for for the cheese and angus creighton is a, is a good one for the for the Roosters, when he, when the offer earlier on the year was initially knocked back, there were, there were even murmurings of, of uh, Australian rugby going hard to try and secure him, but yeah. um, he's a pretty key part of of the edge there uh, for the Roosters, so uh, they'll be happy to have locked him away. Definitely. And um, that's all I had really for news, but we had a little bit of injuries again, um, which is unfortunately becoming a theme of this World Cup. But... Um, Samoan player um, Josh Aloyae's World Cup may be over. Um, I haven't got a confirmation on it yet, but he suffered a suspected dislocated kneecap. Um, 
which yeah is not pretty and um i'll keep running through all the injuries and we'll just discuss them in one group if that's okay richie yeah, yeah um, absolutely kiwis um moses leota injured his hamstring marata nakore injured his peck and dallin watani zesniak also injured his hamstring um all look set to miss the final round robin match against Ireland, but they're hopeful that they'll be back for the knockout stages. Um, Papua New Guinea and um, winger Xavier Coates is out of the World Cup as well with a hamstring complaint that he suffered during the captain's run. And England centre um, Callum Watkins is stood down for 11 days after his HIA failure against his side's win against France. Um, some big, lo- Another big loss for Samoa. They, they just keep seeming to drop. Um mm. Nakore, Leota, and DWZ are all big losses for the Kiwis. Mm. Um, Xavier Coates is a massive loss for Papua New Guinea. And yep. um, I think England will probably be fine. Um, Callum Watkins, it's it's only a week in a game that really doesn't matter. And um, he should be back for, for the serious part of the year um, of the World Cup. Sorry. Yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping the best, particularly for the Kiwis boys. It's sad to see. Um, Dallin with his with his hamstring, he was really tearing it up in that game, and was probably easily our best players. So yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully he's all good. And um, I'm gonna we're, we're going with um, what Simon. I forgot to put this in because I thought it was a laugh. Um, hold on, I'm just getting that up to see if I can share it. But the um, Lee Centurions have changed their name to the Lee Leopards. Um, owner of the club has fixation with it as he wears leopard style suits. Now I'm going to see if I can actually um, share this. Paul's not here, which is why you can wonder why I'm not doing things properly. Um, Producer Brad. That, that is their new jersey, Richie. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I'm hoping it comes out all right on the screen for everyone watching. Yeah, I can, I can see it, Unfortunate, um, unfortunately. That is awful. Uh, it's it's awful. Um, yes, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, it, it's bad. Um, I made a joke in a group chat with some other people that it still looks better than the Dolphins jersey, and then I also said I can't yeah. throw stones due to the the picnic blanket I have behind me. But hey, that's gorgeous. That that's got to be up there with one of the worst ever um, jerseys out there, surely. Um, they weren't even creative with the leopard. It looks like they've just found an image on Google and just <laughs> screen printed it onto the jersey. Um, I don't mind the leopard's name. I don't understand changing it um, when you've been the Centurions for so long. But uh, yeah, I um, interesting. Interesting's all I can really say. Um, so that's not on your Christmas Christmas wish list. No, um, it's not. I'm sure Simon will give us some some feedback on his thoughts on that jersey, but yeah, not not great. Um, but yeah, before we move into the games, we'll go through Naughty Boys. We've actually got a couple this week, which was good um, for me to keep me keep me going. But um, Island Prop um, Jamin Jolliffe has received a one match ban for a Grade A high tackle. He did try to fight it, but was not successful. He's also joined by um, his teammate Liam Byrne, um, who's been suspended for two matches on a sep- uh, on two separate dangerous contact charges. 
Um, so his World Cup's essentially over unless Ireland can shock everyone and defeat the Kiwis and somehow squeak into the knockout stages. Um, and then also um, Fiji and Tui Kamika, um, he's going to miss this week's game against Scotland after pleading guilty to a grade A dangerous contact charge. So um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see the Ireland game, so I didn't get to see those those charges. Um, mm. And um, yeah, Simon's come back about the jersey and says it's strange. It's strange having white and black spots. Um, it's a snow leopard. It's a snow leopard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's your take on those suspensions? We've been relatively um, lucky with the judiciary compared to what yeah. we're used to every week with the NRL. Um, I think that's we've had like three bans mm. um, so far after two rounds. Yeah, I mean. Tuika Mikamitha's a good player. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a deal breaker for them. And with the game they got coming up, I think they'll they'll win it pretty comfortably, regardless. Uh, Jolliffe's a, a pretty big blow for Ireland, though. Again, though, I don't think I don't think they were probably going to win that match and, and not progress any further. But I mean, if they, if they wanted to spring the upset of upsets. They probably needed all those kind of troops on deck. Yeah, we'll see um, Lebanon are facing, in that pool for Ireland, Lebanon are facing Jamaica this week. And Lebanon at the moment are currently tied with Ireland on points. Mm. So um, Lebanon, you will assume, will win against Jamaica. Yeah. So Ireland really need to put the, need a win against New Zealand to have a hope of taking that second spot. Yeah, it's um, doubtful. It's very doubtful. Um, stranger things have happened. Um, but, yeah, I don't see it going their way. So, um, yeah, that's basically the Irish guy's last chance at the World Cup gone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tui will be back for the knockout stages because Fiji um, have the luxury of playing the only team in their pool that hasn't won a game yet, and I don't yeah. see them winning this week. So, um, yeah. Not a lot of naughty boys, so we might as well just jump straight into our review. As we did last week, um, we've picked four games um, that we'll talk about in depth. So I will go through the other games now, Richie, um, before mm. we talk about those games. So the first game we had was the final game of round one, where the Cook Islands defeated Wales 18-12. to 12. Um, Then we had, um, going into round three, Fiji wiped the floor with Italy 60-4. to four. Um, Lebanon defeated Ireland 32 to 14. Um, Tonga defeated Wales 32 to 6. And Papua New Guinea defeated the Cook Islands this morning 32 yeah. 16. Um, which leaves the four games we're going to talk about. Um, so the first one was Australia defeating Scotland 84 0. Um, your, your thoughts on the game, Rich? I'll let you go first on this tight tussle. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed with Aussie. Um, taking out powerhouse of rugby league Scotland. Um, yeah, what do you say about a game like that with a scoreline like that? Cleary obviously coming in for his uh, for his first game for Aussie and obviously fantastic. Uh, yeah. The Fox as well, four tries. One of them, a real highlight, real try as last one. Um, just shows that New South Wales were very silly not to pick him earlier in the year. Um but yeah, it's just, it's very tough to get a read on on anything in a game like that. Obviously, when the scoreline's so one sided and and the opposition aren't 
offering offering up much resistance, but you know, they did what they needed to do. You can only do you can only play who's in front of you and they yeah. certainly put them to the sword. If um if it wasn't Australia, I'd be concerned about them in the knockout stages after having easy games all the way through. Mm-hmm. Going like they haven't been battle hardened, but it's Australia, so yeah, it's hard to to go. Or they might they might have a speed bump in the quarterfinal because they won't. It'd be rinse and repeat. I think an interesting stat from the game was Scotland didn't get a tackle in the Australia's twenty minute uh, twenty meter area until the seventy third minute. That's crazy. <laughs> which is crazy and um yeah they i'll give them credit they they were trying their best um out there against a team like australia which is just full of talent and scotland has like one or two guys out there they have a couple of guys that are semi-professional um mm. which if you've got that you're never going to compete against a team stack like australia but yeah yeah australia just keep going um was yeah um scary to be honest um and yeah simon said um super league in the rugby football league need to get a scottish team into the competition um a second division english league um to improve the international game i'm trying to get more local players instead of heritage Mm. yeah that's um we'll probably go into that a bit more in depth i've got a few ideas because i know richard won't come up with any for my question um but yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say. Like the the only way you get better is by actually playing. So um, I know there's been a lot of people out there saying we need to get rid of these these teams that are getting smashed. But that's not going to improve the game. Um, essentially, most people just want to see like a Six Nations instead of a World Cup. But um, yeah, um, it would have been nice to see Scotland get a point, but. It is what it is. So we'll move on, Richie. Um, we got the next one was England versus France. England defeated mm. France 42 18. Um, to be honest, not as big a score as I thought it was going to be, but still a dominant performance. Um, what was your take on the game? It was about how I expected it, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think England, um, while they didn't. Re- Run right like they did against Samoa. They they did enough to still look uh, impressive for patches of the game. I thought, and I think they'll they still look like a side to me at home that that could challenge. I don't know that they've got it in them to go all the way, but uh, yeah, I think France were France put up a decent fight and were game, but I think England obviously just a bit too classy and. Um, some of the, some very good Super League players in there and, and some very good NRL players. Obviously, Radley and Dom Young continue yeah. to impress. So, um, yeah, another good performance from England. Yeah, um, they they love making me eat my humble pie, that's for sure. Um, mm. they're, they're looking really good. Um, yeah, Victor Radley, I think he adds an extra dimension to them that they traditionally wouldn't have. Um, I feel like a lot of their... their a bit more old school where the forwards are forwards and the backs are backs mm. um, compared to the other nations down here where you've got forwards that are just as skillful as the backs. Um, Radley's kind of that bridging gap where yep. he can be a playmaker in the forwards, which we saw he set up a nice try for Luke Thompson. Mm. Um, but yeah, 
Dominic Young keeps going from strength to strength for them. Ryan Hall played really well as well. He did. Um, he did. He's, he scored a nice double, and I think he's almost a try a game at the moment playing for England. Um, but yeah, I think France did well. Um, they were they were tougher than I thought, um, which is good. But yeah, still, I think they'll grow. Um, like um, Simon said, France need to play the other nations earlier in the season. Um, and like test with Pacific nations and things like that. I think the fact that they've got, or they had two teams in the super league um, now back to the one, but they've, they're starting to build their local comp a bit better, which should see them um, blossom on the international stage. Um, hopefully, but um, it's, it just takes time. Um, again, I'm going to cover that in the question because I've got a rugby yeah. union analogy for that, yeah. um, which I'm sure Paul would have loved if Paul was here. Um, so we'll move on to the next game, probably the game that we can guarantee a lot of people um, watched, um, which was New Zealand defeating Jamaica, 68-6. to six. Um, I think we have different views on this game because I came out of it very deflated. Um, mm. But what was your take on the game? No, I don't, I don't think we differed too much there, mate, because I wasn't exactly doing cartwheels at the end of this game. Um Game full of party tricks. Um, Jamaica bringing out all their short kickoffs and it was very successful. We were messaging each other during the game and, you know, we've got to come up with a way to counter that because it's caught us It's caught us out in this game and against Lebanon as well. So um, other teams seeing that may look to exploit it. Um, yeah, I, I know your views on the game and, and our lack of combinations with our spine due to players not playing, and I agree with that as well. Um, luckily, we had some good individual performances. Um, DWZ, obviously, running right before before he had to go off with a hamstring tweak. But, yeah, we, we again, big blowout score against a, a lower team. It's hard to get a read on anything. Um, but we got to give mention to Jamaica as well, scoring their first ever World Cup try and celebrating yeah. it um, as they should. So it was nice to see that from them. Yeah. So before I go on to a rant about the Kiwis, um, yeah, credit to Jamaica getting that try. Um, it was great to see, you know, they were never going to win the game. Um, it was always going to be by how much they got beaten. But to see them actually get a try when, you know, they – they should have really pushed to get a try last in the first round instead of just going for two. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great from them. And they were, there were facets in that game where they were dominating the Kiwis, which I'm sure, you know, they didn't win and that's the, the name of the game. Um, but it was, yeah, I've got it here, the completion rate. So the Kiwis ended the game with a 69% completion rate. Jamaicans ended up with 87. Um, mm. And I know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like you look at the scoreline, but they they had 27 complete sets compared to the Kiwis' 29. So they had around the same. Um, Simon's put here, listening to one of the USA Rugby League podcasts, it sounds like your your making was likely um, to qualify for the next World Cup while in the US is to functional. Jamaica will probably qualify according to them. I think, yeah, I think Jamaica will qualify for the next one. But um, it was a short kickoffs. Like I know we, you've just talked about it. All I was seeing when I was watching the game, the short kickoffs, is um, Nathan Cleary. In yeah. the semi-final, doing that, and yep. the Australians, you know, putting fifty or sixty on the Kiwis because they just starved yeah. them of all short kickoffs. Um, they need to fix that. Um, Joey Manu was wasted in the halves. Yeah. I feel like it. It really um, took his impact out of the game um, compared to when he's at fullback. Um, I know it was a late change due to Dylan Brown not being well. But um, hopefully we see Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes both playing this week because I want to see that house pairing actually play together um, before we get into the serious games. Um, but, yeah, it, it's making it sound like it was a loss. Um, and, oh, last thing, you didn't mention it, goal kicking. Um, yeah, terrible. Kieran, Kieran Ford needs to stay as far away from that, that goal, <laughs> goal kicking job um, as he can. And um, Dylan did his best you could kind of see um when he was having a few goes he was kind of laughing it looks like he's he hasn't done it in years mm. um i know we talked before we went live that you know jordan rapana is probably going to have that role again um when we get into the nitty-gritty of the world cup but he's not really a um a bullseye either he's mm. the best they've got but um that kind of adds to my question is that would that have been a reason to bring sean johnson along just to be a goal kicker, I, I don't know. I, then I feel have, like then you have to put him on the team. <laughs> yeah, um, and maybe talk to Parramatta and Melbourne about why they've got halves that can't goal kick. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a good performance from the Kiwis um, against tougher opposition. I think they may have had a banana peel match here, but um, they were just very lucky to have an off night against um, a really inexperienced team like Jamaica. Mm. Um, but yeah, that takes us to the last game, and I wanted to include it just so you could feel a bit better about yourself. Um, which was Samoa defeating Greece seventy-two to four. So everything's right in the world now. Samoa aren't the laughing stock of rugby league anymore, or are they still? And this was just a one-off. No, mate, this was a phenomenal performance against the high-quality opposition. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it was a it was a good bounce back. I know, I know, Greece. Where do, you, where, do you, where do they stack up? Probably alongside Jamaica and teams like that. So if Samoa didn't go up and put a good at least 50-plus scoreline on them, then it just would have solidified what we were feeling last week after after they got soundly beaten by England. But 
Uh, they did what they needed to do and bounced back really nicely. Um, now you just need to see them put in a good performance against a good team. Um, yeah. Start getting your confidence back in them because, um, yeah, 72 against a team like that, you expect it from a team so stacked. So, um, yeah, it'll be nice to see them tested now. Yeah, and Simon says, does that guarantee um, that Matt um, Paris keeps his job? Hopefully I don't not. think he. Sh- I don't think he should be the coach now. Uh, no. I think he's. I think he's half the problem. I did see. I was going to put in the news. I can't recall the Samoan player, um, a former player that was, I believe, captain at one point, um, was invited to come to camp um, to you know, kind of give like a pep talk. And when he got there, Matt Paris told him to piss off, um, which you know just shows he he's he's not in line with the culture. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that the Johns brothers would be better, but I feel like Parrish has been the biggest complaint. I think we talked about it last week. A lot of the players don't want to play for Parrish either. Mm-hmm. So um, that's more on the, um, the 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 top dogs in the Samoan um, camp need to kind of, if they want to be serious, they need to, you know, actually get coaches that mm-hmm. are serious about doing the job. You look at, you know, Tonga, they went out and got Christian Wolf. Um mm-hmm things like that, they need, if they want to be in talks with the, the Tongans and the Papua New Guineans of the world, they need to get a better class of coach. And um, mm. with the talent that they've got there, I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that will um, be willing to, you know, give them a go. But I, the difference in this game, um, I think, um, I'm fanboying here, but it was bringing Chanel Harris to Vita into the halves. Yeah. Yep. Um, I said it last week that um, Jerome Luai and Anthony Milford are too much of the same, and I would have Chanel in there to be the the steady half, and it didn't look like that was going to happen. When they announced the team, he wasn't in it, um, and they had Fayumu Brown in the halves, and I was a bit disappointed that Chanel Harris-Tavita and in what could be his, his final ever run as a league player wasn't going to get a look. Um in um, the Samoan side, but yeah, he went out there. He scored a nice try. Um, yeah. Was was influential um, in getting them in the right direction, and I think they looked better for it. And I think maybe it was just a wake up call for the Samoan players as well that they had to be a bit more serious and um, take their opposition seriously. And look what happens um, when they do that. They got who they got this week. They've got um, they got France, which should be a real test for them. Um, yeah. It'll be a better test. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit more on the bandwagon for them now. Um, Stephen Crichton, I think we should try to talk into being a Kiwi so he could be our goal kicker. But um, you know, it was a good performance, a good bounce back for them. Um, and it's a it's a bit like the Jamaica game. It's really tough. You know they're going to win, and you critique them depending on how much they win by. You know, if they win by one point, they may as well have lost. They win by a hundred, you know, it was more what what margin are you comfortable with? And you know, a 60 16 up, I think, um, is kind of what we expected um yeah. before that England game. So yeah, good to see they, they stuck with it. But um that was round two. Um I believe it's the whole round done um for the first time. Yes. So um we get to talk about all new games for round three shortly. Um and Simon said, 
Samoa France game will be game of the round. I think so. Looking yep. looking at the games that I've got the list here, I'd say that would be. Um, Tonga Cook Islands could give them a run for their money, um, but that's spoiling our preview because we've got questions first. Um, no one's asked us questions there. So, Simon, if you've got a question, throw it through. Um, we'll go with your one first, Richie, because um, yep. I feel like my one might take a bit longer. You probably will. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to reignite the the Pacific Island rivalry. And after seeing Samoa take care of Greece, as we just spoke about, um, and Tonga having their two games were slightly more tightly contested, mm-hmm. although they, they did get a comfortable enough win against Wales. Uh, they had a real tussle against Papua New Guinea. So... Now that Samoa's had a nice bounce back, if these two were to meet in a finals match, based off what we've seen so far, who do you have winning and why? Tonga, because you know on on the adoptive Tongan in our in our little conversation here, it's Tonga versus Samoa um, here between you and me. Um, no, I I think on the hard fought battles alone, um, that gives them a slight edge, and then the caliber. And the fact that this Tongan team has been playing together for a while, um, I would give them the edge. But Samoa does have the X factor of that talent that they've got there. So um, I wouldn't sit here and go, Tonga are going to win this by a landslide. I would go in going, I think Tonga are going to win. But if Samoa win, I'm not going to be surprised. But yeah, Mm. I still think Tonga. Um, Tonga for me, I think it's just, yeah, they've got too many runs on the board at this stage. Uh, what about you? Um, you buy a Samoan? No, yeah. <laughs> I I was going to say as well, I think just off the back of uh, combinations that have already been built, um, Tonga, Tonga seems to have a more sound sort of settled lineup. Um, Samoa have had quite a few players sort of thrown together and just put their hand up for the World Cup this year. So they're still working that those kind of things out. Um, so based off that alone, I would I would slightly edge it towards Tonga, but I wouldn't head down to the TAB confidently, put it that way. I think it would still be a, a toss of the coin kind of call. Yeah. And um, before I go to my question, Simon's put one up for us saying, um, do you think the European Rugby League nation should have a reduction in qualifying slots in the World Cup and give two other regions in the world those slots? Um I would be for it, but I'm still concerned about you bring other teams in that are just going to get smashed compared to ones that already have an extension. But I would like to see some other teams make it. Um, but a lot of the teams are still in the Northern Northern Hemisphere um, that aren't already included. So um, if you've got an idea of other regions that are competitive enough, Simon, let me know. But what's your take, Richie? <sighs> Yeah, it's a hard one to say. I mean, what other regions would we be talking? And I think it would still be sort of scraped together teams that only get put together in a World Cup year. So um, you would inevitably end up with uh, with more whipping boy teams in the World Cup. Yeah, I guess um, the African region. Um, yeah. But uh, South Africa have never really 
um, hit the ground running in the the rugby league game, which is crazy because I feel like so many of them are kind of built for it. I built for um, it. And yeah, yeah. Simon said um, maybe in Asia or yeah, Africa, but they won't be competitive. Yeah, I, Asia and Africa. If you did one from each, you know, I if you had like a Japan and that interested, but Japan of and kind of going into what I'm going to talk about soon, but Japan have invested very heavily in rugby union to become competitive and i don't know if they'd be interested in doing it with rugby league mm. but um yeah and there you go um yeah south africa got beaten by 70 points uh by the cook islands and the qualifiers so yeah. yeah that that's how out of depth and i i i don't know enough about the other um countries in africa um and rugby league and i i would dare to say south africa is the most competitive in the africa so if they're getting beaten by cook islands who are kind of on the the lower tier in the world cup currently you know it doesn't really help us make it a more competitive world cup but um that kind of segues into my question um i remembered i haven't talked about the the standings yet so we'll do that before we preview uh, round three but my question for you richie was there's been plenty of talk regarding the blowout results so far in the world cup what would you change to make the round robins more competitive? Um, give the minnows a 30 point head start when they play a big team. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. I feel like the rugby league world cup, there will always be blowouts in, in the pool stages true to the nature of international rugby league and, and the lack of meaningful fixtures. And yeah, Having having teams get pieced together in a World Cup year, having probably played bugger all, uh, meaningful matches at all in between, um, and that's just the way it is. I think rugby league is not not built like union is for the international game, um, which is unfortunate because you and I would. Obviously, we're advocates for the international game and would love to see it flourish, but I think there needs to be more meaningful fixtures for teams from the lesser nations. Um, when you look at Rugby Union, Japan used to be that team in Rugby Union World Cups where they'd get yeah. 150 yes. points. Oh, did I steal your thunder? You bastard. You stole my thunder. <laughs> well, they, did. they did. They used to get 100 points put on them in the Rugby Union World Cup. Um they got a lot more. They put a lot of work into investing in in, in their uh, program and and getting meaningful fixtures, making their domestic competition a, a meaningful one with good international players, sprinkling sprinkling of good international players, but also a good local base of players to to learn from the imports. Um, putting a team in Super Rugby, and they've sort of gone from strength to strength, and now they're beating the heavyweights like South Africa. They've beaten Ireland. In, in the past few years so yeah um, that's I'm, that's I'm, the model but i don't i'm not confident that rugby league will <laughs> yeah because the last world like cup, the last world cup they had a different they still had four pools but i'm looking at, back at it now they had stronger pools so they had a group a and group b that had four was group a had australia england lebanon france pool b had tonga new zealand samoa scotland and then Group C had Papua New Guinea, Ireland, and Wales. And then Pool D had Fiji, Italy, and United States. And yes. Group C and D, the top one went through, where Pools A and B, the top three, went through. 
Um, so you had more competitive matches in the round robin, but you still had blowouts. Um, mm. And then you found when you got into the qualifying, those sometimes those lower teams still got a blowout in the quarterfinal. So uh, there's no rhyme and reason. It's you need more international footy. It's mm. the you only do. way these other teams. And yeah, I had Japan, um, but you stole it. It's cool. Japan, you know, they got 140 something points put on them against the All Blacks in the World Cup. Go back. Was it the last World Cup or the World Cup before where they beat South Africa? It was the one before. One before. They beat South Africa and shocked everybody. But that is time and investment. They, you know, yeah. Japan really focused on building the game in Japan. Um, admittedly, they have a lot of talent that comes in and plays in that competition. But that gives their guys that are going to put on the Japan uh, Japanese jersey playing weekly footy against some of the best players in the world. Mm. Uh, it's really the only way to do it. And if these teams don't get, you know, if they play one game a year before a World Cup, you know, they're never going to be ready. Um, you know, they're not like Australia, where Australia can play no games for three years and then come in and do it. Um and yeah, Simon kind of said the same. It's going to take time for these teams to improve money and investment. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, Simon said, yeah, but that World Cup had 14 teams. And that's, yeah, I prefer the 16 teams. I think four four pools of four, I like. Um, and yeah, and Samoa in that World Cup qualified for the quarterfinals with a draw to Ireland who won two games and couldn't make the quarterfinals. So yeah, that I do remember that because that was a bit dodgy. Um, yeah, and um, Wayne Bennett said to the current chairman of international rugby that you need to get France. Yeah, there's there's heaps of potential. They just need to invest, and um, it's international footy is still not taken seriously. Um, yeah. you know, everyone kind of gets all about international footy once every four years when there's a World Cup, but those three years in between. Um, Australia don't care. Um, the Kiwis do care. They just can't get games. Um, mm. They they do seem to be really interested. Tonga, Samoa, Papua New Guinea, you know, they are really interested in playing, which is why I still say that when the Australians do their stupid state of origin thing, we need to use that window. It's not going to happen now because they changed the scheduling again. But that when they're playing, that's the perfect time to have, you know, New Zealand versus Tonga, Samoa versus Fiji, or Samoa versus Papua New Guinea, doing some like Pacific Cup um, during the, or at least do a Pacific Cup every year that isn't a World Cup year, where you have Tonga, Papua New Guinea, Cook Islands, Samoa, Fiji, New Zealand, whatever you want to do there. Um, that's not really helping the teams that are struggling because the teams that are struggling are in the UK, but they need to do something simpler up there, like a European Cup or something. Yeah. Um, the more international games they can play, um, the better they'll get. Um, and yeah, what Jacko yeah. says there's yeah, that's very that's very relevant. I feel like Australia stifle the international game. Yeah, the only way I see it happening, or maybe getting, it's going to be if Australia lose to um, the Kiwis in the semi final um, and get knocked out of the World Cup. Um, Australia might get up and notice because at the moment they cannot try and win. Um, yeah, and Simon does say they do have a European Cup. Sometimes it doubles as a qualifier um, every two years, depending on what kind. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, it, it go twofold. If Australia get knocked out, they will either um, go, we need to get the international game better or they might secretly want to make it worse so they have a better shot at winning or they go and pull everyone back um pull everyone back from being allowed to play for Tonga and Samoa going if you play New South Wales or Queensland you play for Australia because it's depleting us so it's a, it's a double edged sword there they could either decide to help or they could hinder um, like Callum has said here, he's Australian. He's prepared to give Australian middle finger over this issue. I tend to side on the part that they'll hinder the international footy for their own benefit. Um, but yeah, I just want to see it more competitive. Um, but yeah, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, hopefully they do put something in place for the next world cup, which I believe is in France. Simon will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, and um, Jacko said unions grow since turning professionals left league in the dust, but Aussie just don't care. Yeah, they all they care about is state of origin and NRL, which you know that's where their money comes from. So yeah. I do get it from that point of view, but basically, in union and everything, Super Rugby and all that is you know second fiddle to the international game. Um, I'm, it's never going to get that way in league. NRL is just too big of a brand. Um, but I'd like to see a bit, a bit more love show into it because I we love Origin. You know, we talk about it on the show, but I'm not emotionally invested into Queensland like I am the Kiwis yeah. um, or even Tonga. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love my Tonga. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We just rambled about how to make it better by saying we don't know how. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> money. Money will make it better. Um and yeah, so yeah, Simon said the 2025 World Cup is in France. Um, France is the key to the International Rugby League in Europe. If they get into it, they'll make it strong and pass history degrees we have at a World Cup because, yeah, France is the key up there. Um, as much as I believe Tonga was the key down here, Tonga doing what Tonga have done have really reinvigorated international footy in the Southern Hemisphere. You had Australia who don't care, the Kiwis who do care but weren't playing well, and Papua New Guinea, who are crazy. I wanted to get the picture of it. There was a picture today going around of it. You may have seen it on social media of like, you know, hundreds or not hundreds, lots of people stacked into a little room trying to watch oh, the game yeah. today. So, good. Um, you know, they live and breathe this stuff. So, um, yeah, if France can really grab it by the bootstraps and um, try to make it better there, it's going to be better for everyone. But um, before we get into World Cup 3, um thanks for your guys input on on the question segment and um we'll go into the groups i'm going to try to share it again um let's see if i just shut the whole whole thing down um let's see is it there hopefully you guys can see it i can see it on my screen so that's the groups not really much has changed other than new zealand getting to the top um thankfully after being second last week but group a we've got england at the top with four points Samoa and France both on two with Samoa ahead of them on points differential and Greece at the bottom with zero. Um, Pool B, we've got Australia at the top with four. Fiji and Italy both on two um, with Fiji ahead on points diff and Scotland on zero. Uh, then New Zealand's at the top of Pool C. Ireland and Lebanon um, are second and third. Ireland's second at the moment with points diff, but I have a feeling that's going to change this week. 
Yeah. And Jamaica at the bottom on zero. And then finally, Pool D, dare I say, the, the tightest pool um, out of all the pools. Um, but Tonga are at the top. Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands are uh, second and third with Papua New Guinea on ahead on point stiff. And then Wales, uh, zero. Um, that's the tightest because I am very um, not confident to say who's going to take second place out of PNG and Cook Islands. Um, I would say PNG just due to the fact of them facing Wales this week. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, your thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, yeah, I think it's all playing out the pretty much the way we expected it to. The one tough call was in Group A there who would finish top Samoa, England, and I think England yeah. def- definitively um, decided that in the first game. So, um, yeah, uh, pretty much it's playing out the way you'd expect it to. Yeah, I think if I can recall when we were on, um, if we were on the, um, when we were on Ruin Hammer's show previewing, I think we said England, Samoa through, Australia, Fiji through, New Zealand, Lebanon through, and Tonga, Papua New Guinea through, which... Yeah. should be how it is so um we might not be able to pick nrl games but um we look like we we know what we're talking about in the one-sided world cup yeah so um that's good um yeah and simon said he thinks png will get through yeah i think so too and callum's asked us a question um what has been your try of the world cup so far mine will be josh adokar's last try in that last game um tonga almost got it uh but the try was taken away um, yeah, but what about you, Richie? I'll be different then, and I'll I'll go with Joey Manu's one in the in game in the first game. Yeah, yeah, that was my try of the World Cup after round one. But yeah, yeah. um, Adokar, you know, had to do it again. Um, it was special. Yeah, one day I reckon he'll play Origin. I think he's a contender. But um, <laughs> the longer Brad Fittler doesn't learn that, the better for me as a Queensland fan. Um. But yeah, we'll go into week three now. Um, like we did last week, um, we'll just go down and quickly say who we think is going to win. Um, yeah. First game is New Zealand Island. Um, I think New Zealand, New Zealand won yeah. that one. Um, England Greece, probably going to be the biggest score this week. I think England are going to going to get as close to a hundred as you can. England, um, Fiji, Scotland. I've got Fiji. Yeah, Fiji. Yeah, Australia, Italy. Um, Australia. The kangaroos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lebanon, Jamaica. I've gone with Lebanon. Yep. Lebanon. Uh, Tonga, Cook Islands. I've gone with Tonga. Tonga. These are all going to be the same. (laughs) Samoa, France. I'm going to go with Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. That'll be, that'll probably be one of the closer games, but Samoa. If Chanel's not in the halves, France get the win. Uh, We'll see. Um, Then we've got Papua New Guinea and Wales. I've gone with Papua New Guinea. Yep. PNG. And then, so that's all the men's ones. And then Wednesday morning before our show next week, the, the women start up. So we've got the England women versus Brazil. Uh, I have gone with England, I assume. I don't know enough about any team that isn't um, Papua New Guinea, Australia, or New Zealand. So, um, yeah, I'm going England. Whereas Brazil are unknown to me. Yeah. And then Papua New Guinea versus Canada. I've gone with Papua New Guinea. Canada completely um foreign to me there as well yeah same um so that's um a bit a few more games we'll still stick with our um i think what we'll do we'll still pick our four games um 
but I'll try to make one of them a woman game depending on how good or bad they are, um, hopefully. But we'll um, we'll see. Once the um, Sheila Ruse and um, the Kiwi Ferns play, I think we'll see some good footy out of that. Um, and, yeah, Papua New Guinea should give us something else too. But anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? We, we might actually finish before an hour for the first time this year, and it's without Paul. So, should we um, should we should we ramble for a couple of minutes? You know I can no. ramble. So yeah. no, thanks everyone for the chat. Um, it's nice the the World Cup theme. I'm really enjoying it, and um, I'll, I'll sign off uh, for any union heads from. Um, I'll sign off from the home of the Ramfrey Shield and the and the Bunnings NPC champions. Yeah. That, that's nice to see you turned your back on our county so quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's going to – we're still in that up and down flow of the round robins. I think once we get into those knockout stages, um, it's going to get to um, some interesting chats, I think, with some better performances. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the women's game, and we're going to start throwing in the wheelchair games when they start as well. Um, I'm still not – I'm still not sure if we can even watch them on Spark or not, mm. um, but we'll keep up to date on all that. Um, I've got a big spreadsheet of all the games, so we make sure we don't miss any. Um, and I think we may as well talk about it now because I am going to go past that hour. I'm going to do it just to spite Paul. <laughs> um, the way it's worked out, um, when we do the finals, final World Cup episode, which we go over the three finals. Um, that will be our 99th episode. So um, we'll probably be starting season four on episode 100. Not really sure what we're going to do yet, but um, I think it'll be cool. It'll be a good show that we'll we'll start, we'll hit the ground running with in 2023, no doubt, with the 100th episode. Um, and Simon's just said, yeah, the, the woman and wheelchair games will be on Spark. Okay, cool. I knew the women's games were, but I just wasn't sure about wheelchairs. So... I've never actually watched a wheelchair game before, um, so I'm going to be interested. I know New Zealand don't have a team, um, but I'm still interested to see how it goes. So, um, yeah, big ups to that, and until next week, um, thank you all for joining us. Um, remember to tune in 8 p.m. next week when we go over round three and look into the quarterfinals. Um, cheers for joining me again, Richie. Thank you no all worries. for watching, and good night, everyone. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 